Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. I love you. G.I. Jane 2. Can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the out of me. This, Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm going to, okay? You know what, Michael? There are certain occupations. There are certain lifestyles. There are certain habits, activities, choices in general that come with risk and that come with consequences. One of them is talking about another man's wife. If you talk about another man's wife, or in this case, if you say the wrong thing about the wrong man's wife, you inherently run the risk of getting the shit slapped out of you. That's the code that I live by. That's how I was raised. Now, foundationally, Michael, before you respond, foundationally, I'm just listening. I just want to establish something. No, but I want to. I just want to establish something. I I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. I just want to establish something. I wish Will Smith would not have walked up on stage and slapped Chris Rock because when I tell you I couldn't sleep last night and it was so weird, my spirit was restless and uneasy. It was just. I'm still disturbed. You know, I just it. It was so awkward, and it's every time I, I see it, I get this feeling in the pit of my stomach. So I wish that what we saw last night at the Oscars prior to Will Smith becoming the fifth black man to win the award for best actor in a leading role. Um, I wish that hadn't happened. But I also know that some people come from the I wish a so and so would school. And we can say what we want. And understandably so and rightfully so. And I'm not going to argue on behalf of Will Smith and say that he did not overreact. What I am saying is that every man knows that when you start talking about somebody's wife, somebody's loved ones, but in particular somebody's wife and her appearance, that could happen. Which is why I can say, I can proudly say, I have successfully avoided getting slapped because I don't talk about other people's wives. I don't know, Mike. <clears throat> I can't. I just can't. I can't. I, I, I can't put myself in that position. I can't. I can't even see it that way. 
because Will Smith, Will Smith should know better based on the position that he's in. Okay, now what you say is true. What you say is true in a certain place. Look, man, like you, if, if you should know, all right, so what, going by what you said, every man should know that that's a possibility if you go down that route. And you should also know you're going to the Oscars. Chris Rock is going to be there. You're sitting close enough where he can see you. You might be a part of the monologue. You might be. You might be. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you this. I'll, I'll make it even more personal. I'll make it more personal. I'm going to see Chris Rock here in Boston on Friday. I hope he doesn't cancel because I'm Are sure you? there's going to be some material. Yes, I am. I'm going to see him on Friday. Mm. Hmm. And I don't know where my seats are right now. Uh, we're going with the going with another couple. I don't know they, they they're handling the seats. Um, so I don't know what kind of connections they have. I th- I'm I'm feeling pretty optimistic that the seats are going to be good. And so if we're sitting in the second row or third row, I just know I might just I, I don't expect to be a part of it. But if you want to see Chris Rock and other irreverent comedians, there's a really good chance that something comes up where they might mention you. It's like do, D.L. Hughley. Is that, a, is that typically a part of his bit? Like, I, I, not, not to no, cut you off or derail you, but not you necessarily. Do not necessarily. Right. Not, and I don't and see many comedians doing that as at much. The Oscars, you think about the Kings of Comedy the Oscars, days when the guys were yeah, walking, like, Hughley. what you wearing? Yeah, I know what you do yeah, for yeah, a living. Like, yeah, yeah make it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't do that as much anymore. And it's and it's actually, you know what it is? It's the, and not to get too much off of a tangent, because I'm going to come back to it. Yeah, sure. But it's almost like a lost art. It's almost like the equivalent of a freestyle rapper. You know, those dudes, some dudes can't freestyle. And some dudes just go off on another level and they're, they're talking yeah. about objects in the room and they're talking about contemporary, yeah. you know, things in the news. It's amazing. So th- for a comedian to be able to do that, just kind of look in the audience and just come up with stuff off the top of the head is pretty amazing. But look, calm down, Will. And, and calm down. And I'm sorry. I don't even buy the, the defending the honor of my wife thing. Like, stop with the toxic masculinity. And you know what? If somebody's talking about my wife, I can tell you this. If somebody's okay. talking about my wife, you know what my wife is good at? She's much mm. better than I am. Comebacks. <laughs> She's smart. She's feisty. Mm-hmm. She doesn't take anything from anybody. So. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need to. If there's not a physical threat to my wife, I, I, what I need to come in there with a cape on and hey, hey, keep my name, my wife's name out your mouth. Hey, man, this is Hollywood. It's entertainment. You know what's happening. It wasn't bad. It really wasn't bad. What he said. Says Calm you. Down. Says you. Calm down, Michael. But okay, I, come on, Mike. Michael. That's easy. That, come on. No, man. that's easy for that's easy for you to say, Michael. Listen. Let me okay again foundationally. I want to establish the foundation for this conversation that we're having. Okay. I'm not saying that you're wrong in anything you just said. Okay. I'm not saying it was Will Smith's right to put his hands on Chris Rock. I'm saying he wasn't wrong or how about this? I ain't saying he should have slapped him. I ain't saying he should have slapped him, but I understand. Okay, I don't <laughs> says a, a, a famous person once said a famous person also once said ain't nobody above ass whipping. Okay, 
And Listen. I just want to point out it, it, to bring a little bit of levity to this just for a second. You know, we have talked about this for a long time. Yeah. I have advocated for more people getting slapped in general because way too many people in this world are too comfortable and too safe, especially from a distance because they ain't been slapped enough. So they think they can say whatever they want. Now, back to your original okay. point about about toxic mas masculinity. Yeah, th thank you. Thank you, Hannah I, Nicole Jones. Nicole, excuse, excuse me, uh, Nicole Hannah Jones. Uh, she's absolutely right. I don't. It was a, I don't. It was assault. You don't think it was I assault? I don't see it. Well, that's for the law to decide. And technically it was. And but Chris Rock's okay. not going to press charges apparently, but sure, it could call it assault if you want. I want to be clear on something, all right? Like I said earlier, I wish that Will Smith had not done it. But I think what cannot be ignored is that, I mean, there's something toxic about Chris Rock insulting Jada, Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith's appearance and her hair. Again, not really? knowing, unbeknownst to him, really? that she suffered from alopecia. Now, should he have known? Could he have known? Did he know? He claimed, uh, apparently he didn't. I'm not even going to get into all of that, okay? So you saying it's not that bad. To Will Smith it was. Okay? Okay. Oh, so, if, 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 it's, if, it, if it's that bad to Will Smith, Mike, there are there are probably 25 ways. I'm not about ways. to tell one. I'm not about to tell. Yes. He could have cussed from where his seat and made his point. He right. could have sat back right. and said the same thing. By the way, this goes to show you just how crazy it was that he slapped somebody on stage. The cussing is like secondary. Like what he said no. aloud is not even the headline. That's like the subhead. That's like buried. It's like he actually went, took the step of slapping him. But yes, Michael, under, again, he could have sat back and said all the things he said and made his point, right? He could have waited right. until they got backstage and gave him and, and, and gave him those hands, okay? He could have waited until his speech or not. for King Richard, okay, or not. He could have waited until his speech for King Richard to say, to make the same points about protecting your family is like, hey, we got to also protect our women. We got to protect our black women. Chris, I'll have you know that my wife suffers from alopecia and you of all people, given the documentary you did called Good Hair, you should understand the very sensitive relationship in history black women have with their hair and their appearance. Correct. So I'm offended Correct. by what you said. He could have said all of that during his speech. So there are a lot of ways that he could have approached it, Michael. I am with you on that. He didn't. And we could Monday morning quarterback, or in this case, Monday afternoon quarterback, what Will Smith could have, would have, and it's, should it's have even, done. It's what not I'm saying to me. What I'm it's saying, okay, it's not nuanced. It's not nuanced to me either. Okay, because here's a saying that I know you've heard, you're familiar with. You get wore out where you show out. So yeah, okay, he's at the Oscars. Right place, a wrong place, wrong time to go slap somebody. How about this? How about we make it easy on everybody? Just don't talk about his wife. Not, not in that way. Just don't talk about his wife. Come on. All of it could have been avoided. Really? Could have all it, been avoided. It, it could have been avoided. You, you said. And, but and th this is sorry for the cliche. <laughs> sorry for the cliche. More than one thing could be true. Again, before you take over, Michael, I just, no. or, or before you get the mic back, no. I just want you to wait. I just want you to know that I agree with you that Will did not have to resort to that. I'm simply saying you invite getting the shit slapped out of you when you talk about somebody's wife. Both of them were out of pocket. That's all I meant. Back to you. No, they weren't. 
No, they were. And you said, okay, and here's what I'm going to get this. I, I want to be clear on this. Okay. You said Will Smith. I'm not saying Will Smith was right, but you said he wasn't wrong. Didn't you say that? I'm not saying it was his right to slap him. He had no right to slap but, Chris Rock, but he but wasn't you, but you wrong. Because that's was how he chose to wrong. react to somebody insulting his wife in his presence. Wrong. And everybody reacts to that differently. Everybody's wrong. not as 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 calm in his ability to control his temper as you are, Michael. You ain't no no no. It ain't gotta be like me. Hey, hey, listen, don't be okay, like me. like other people because you're not alone. Be like, a lot be, of people feel Smith. like he shouldn't have done it. I'm be saying Will Smith. be Will Smith. Okay. Hey, hey, talk about it. Cuss him out. Hey, hey, flip, mm -hmm. flip him the bird. Flip him a double bird. Tell him, you know, don't laugh. Say it ain't funny or I'm going to see you after the show. Whatever it is, whatever you need yeah. to do. But yeah. going in there, so everything up until like, the slap you you would be okay with any kind of a like, reaction. You'd have been fine with just not the slap. Yeah, I mean that you can't walking up on stage. To do mm -hmm. it, to slap him. Mm -hmm. At some point, then they click in. Wait a minute, I'm walking up on stage. It was a long like walk too. Said, yeah, like oh, he had a lot of, like a lot of time said, to think uh -oh. about it. <laughs> uh oh, yeah, he, he had a lot of time there, to think about it. He slaps him, yeah. and then what's so disappointing? What's so uh, disappointing? I'm still, and I'm also from, still confused about why he initially laughed. Did he not? Did it not register? Because I, because I think everybody noticed that Will laughed at when the joke right. first happened. Jada cringed. Jada Will didn't. laughed. Jada didn't. Yeah. Right, Jada Cringe will laugh. I don't know if he didn't get the reference, but go ahead. Well, you said we'll say something was disappointing. Go ahead. Yeah, you know what, what's so disappointing is that he did it. I don't know if he felt remorse or not. I can't get into his head. Yeah. But he had that walk up there. He knew what he was going to do there. He does it. Goes back, sits down, then stays there, and 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 there's no there's no um, there's no attempt to. No There's no attempt from anybody else to go get him. Uh, it's funny. I just saw I just no... saw a headline from CNN where they, they they claim that the academy strongly considered removing him after this. Well, they well it, it, a little stronger. Not only not only was Will Smith was wrong, the, not only was Will Smith wrong, the academy was wrong for not taking him out of there. And then when he gave his speech, when he wins, he tries to defend it uh, under the guise of, "Hey, I'm playing." Uh, Richard, I'm, I'm winning for King Richard. And he was a fierce defender of his family, and I'm a fierce defender of my family too. Hey, stop with the patriarchy stuff. Like that, that, that's just too much. Like, oh, I'm going to defend my woman. That is so played. That's played, man. So it, it's one thing. Hey, okay, can can my woman, so to speak, my woman, can she defend me too? Can she defend me? Can she defend me as well? Sure. Or is it only accept? It's only acceptable. So. If if a woman I does I, that, listen, we're, I, I, we're I, I know, I know Sarah. I, I, I'll be I'll be in the back alley with Sarah in a minute. I know only will jump in if necessary. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> it would but it would be it would be spun a different way though. I think it would be spun a different way, uh, and it, there's there are many Why dynamics of this happening. How 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 is well, it being spun? When you said different well, way, split. how is it being spun now? I would say it's split. It's split of some people think Chris Rock. You know, just what you said. Some people think Chris Rock, uh, you know, had it coming. You can't bring that up. And some people think that Will Smith, uh, you know, did the right thing or did what he had to do. But I'm just saying, I, I would suggest to you that if it's a black woman going up there and doing that, now we're dealing with angry black woman uh, cliches. We, we are kind of dealing with some angry black man cliches today, too. And would he have done that? Would he have done that and would it have played out uh, just like this?
if there's a white host up there, if Will Smith is Will Smith gonna go up there and smack a white man? And if he well, does that, can I answer your question? If he does okay, that, ahead. is he sitting there? Does he continue to sit there without any okay. kind of uh, hands being on him? I doubt I'm it. So glad. I'm so, so glad you brought up that hypothetical. So glad you brought that hypothetical, because implied, or I'm inferring from that hypothetical, that somehow Will Smith would be less more fearful, respectful. He wouldn't Probably. put his hands on a white man. So that's saying something. That's a Probably commentary not. about Will Smith. That's a commentary about Will Smith that I'm inferring. I, I got lots of commentary about Will Smith. Yeah, about who he is, I'm, the person, and he it. somehow would be more afraid of a of a white presenter than he was Chris Rock. But okay, let's play that hypothetical res- game. Yeah. And I'll play I'll, I'll, I'll play it temporarily temporarily because I don't think I, I don't think I, I love that you said it the other day and I know this phrase, but it's just still stuck because you said it the other day that dog ain't hunting for me. Number one, this idea that let's just let's just talk. Let's just talk about it all. This idea that black people look bad today. That's bullshit as if white people have the moral high ground on good behavior. Okay, right. We okay. just saw the damn. We just saw the damn capital get get stormed. I don't okay. care about yeah, how we collectively look today. Black cliches, okay, black man, black, angry black man stereotypes. No, I ain't worried about that. That's one. Two. To say, would Will Smith have gone up there and slapped the white presenter for the same joke? I would offer a white presenter wouldn't have made the same joke. You know why a white presenter would not have made the same joke? For fear of getting the shit what? slapped out of him. Okay, that's that. So probably knows better. Chris Rock was a little comfortable, a little familiar. Okay, was smelling himself and the odor was getting mighty strong. Was playing with fire and he got burned. Playing with matches and he got burned. And 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 lastly, and lastly, and lastly, I don't like the hypothetical because we don't have the hypothetical. I know. To my knowledge, nobody has ever no nobody has ever walked up to a presenter at the Oscars and slapped him. So I can't say what would have happened if it had been a white host. I can't well, say sure, what would have happened if it had been a white host. No, we can't. What we have is Chris Rock. No, we can't. That's garbage. Let me tell no, you what's garbage is trying to do the what aboutism bullshit. No, no, that's no, garbage. No, no, no. He's like, no. well, if that had oh, been no, a white no, man, I don't oh, give oh, a shit if that had been a white man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If that had been a white man, it wasn't a white man. You're smelling yourself. Hold on a second. Let me finish. You're smelling yourself right now because you just brought up an example. You brought up an example. You brought up the insurrection, right? Well, I mm-hmm. remember doing the show with you in real time, and you mm-hmm. said, "Well, if that had we been said. us, and we, you know okay, why we right. said that." So Here's we've the never seen retort. it. Allow me, allow me to retort. It. Allow me to retort. See, before you make your argument, you might want to think it through. We have four, five hundred years hey, of proof of two Americas, of a double standard when it comes to black and, wh- and white people and how law enforcement Got treats it. us. So the insurrection, oh, you I don't only say. brought it up to oh, you say, don't say, I, I oh, only I know brought that. the insurrection up I to say it. that your your concern about how we look today with stereotypes and cliches to me should not be on our minds this morning. We should not be worried about what white people think after watching that last night. I didn't okay? say you I was be worried upset. about what white people think. I didn't say that. We I didn't we, say that. It's been what? said. Okay, Michael, okay. let's re- hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's rewind. You may not have said it, but a few seconds ago I said, let's talk about it because it's been out there. So what I just said was not necessarily directed at you that you said verbatim 
we should be worried about what white people think. But you did say we're dealing with angry black man stereotypes today. And had a black yeah. woman done it, we'd have been dealing with angry black woman stereotypes. Which is, is that, true. You said that. But generally, Which the conversation true. immediately last night and today, a lot of people have expressed concern about how embarrassing it is for us as a black community. And I'm saying dead that. I don't think that white people, hence the reference to the insurrection, somehow can look down their noses and say, see, look how they acting. That, that's point one. Point two, going back to the original disagreement that you and I had, we could all say how the insurrection, for example, would have gone differently. Or if you don't like the insurrection, any typical stop of uh, 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 pullover by law enforcement goes differently because right. we have empirical data to support a difference in treatment. To say or suggest that Will Smith would have done it differently if it would have been a white comedian. I don't recall a white comedian making a comment about a black woman's hair when that black woman, unbeknownst to him or not, suffers from alopecia. Because you might get the shit slapped out of you. Okay, so well, listen, all I we can go on is that. Crit- no, okay, that's fine. But Michael, up until now, like up until just now, this this nuanced disagreement we just had, I told you off top, I'm not arguing with you about anything you're saying. I'm not. I'm simply saying it could have been avoided. And once you once you play with play that game with somebody's loved one, I come from a, a plate. How about this? Let me tell you something. I think I talked to you about this. You know, I've had combat training, right? You know, I've had combat. You got, yeah. I want you to understand my yeah. perspective. I've had combat training. I venture to say 80, 85, maybe 90% of people walking the street don't have the skills that I have. I'm not saying I'm Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson and taken. But nobody, most people don't have the skills that I have. Okay. They don't want it with me. And I'm not saying it as a tough guy. I'm saying that I know what I could do. But here's how I'm trained to think. I'm trained to think that everybody I may encounter, everybody that I may get into a physical altercation with is a world class fighter. I am trained not to judge a book by its cover. So I say all that to say, Michael, that when I go about my daily life, don't start and I won't be none. I don't want to. I don't say anything about somebody that could be a trigger. And Michael, how many? And I know you called it toxic masculinity earlier, and and the whole my woman thing. I get it. Maybe I'm just old school. Maybe I'm ignorant. Maybe it's a maybe it's a flaw of mine, bro. But I just operate from a code of don't talk about somebody's loved ones. And if you do, there's a possibility that you might get the shit slapped out of you. I'm not listen, saying that listen. Will should have done it. I'm saying that I've seen it happen before. I told my friend earlier today. Am I shocked that Will Smith? Walked up on stage in the middle of an Oscar ceremony and slapped Chris Rock. I'm shocked. I'm still shocked. Am I shocked that a dude says something about another dude's wife and that dude got upset and put his hands on another dude? No, I'm not. Listen, uh, if if you if, if if you understand the stakes, if you understand what we're going to, it's gonna be the Oscars. First of all, you're nominated. Dude, you're nominated. It's, like, Most people I, thought I, he was I, a lot going I, in, right? Like it was almost like a given I, he was going to win that. Apparently, I just reject the hey. If this happens on the street, okay, fine. If it happened on the street, if it right. happened at a grocery store, if it happened somewhere else, okay, then we got to change our context. We got to change our frame. Mm-hmm. You're going to the Oscars, where there's a good chance that you can be honored. You can be one of the honorees. You're yeah. sitting there. You got Chris Rock on the stage. Who knows what Chris Rock's going to say? He might come at you. He might come at, at your wife. 
in a joking way. It was not, there was nothing mean spirited, in my opinion. Okay, maybe Will Smith thought differently. Thank you. Uh, there was nothing mean, there was nothing mean spirited about what Chris Rock did. Now, if there, if, if Will thought it was mean spirited, why, what, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing walking up to the stage? Maybe you shouldn't be there. Maybe what you should have done, if, if you're feeling some kind of way, if you're feeling a little tense, why don't you just do a little Zoom thing, do a, do a pre-recorded video, and, ex, and if, just in case you win, give a, give, a, give a speech there. But you know, like, you just ruined, you ruined the night. Well, and I was, was going to say, just like I suggested, hold on, Gary, before you play the music. Well, Gary, get in my ear real quick. Do we have the 2016 sock, or do we just have the, the tweet without the sock? Do we cut the 2016 sock or not? Yeah, play it from tag board. So, Michael, uh, to your point about feeling tense, um, did you did you see the twenty did you see, see the twenty sixteen flashback to when Chris Rock was the host and in the, in the history no, that may see, have no. contributed? All right, so this no. is this is Chris Rock from twenty sixteen. This may have contributed and may have kind of like had Will on some. I wish he would say something about you tonight. So, check this out. Nope, that's not it. I was, okay, no. yeah, here we go. What happened here this go. year? What happened? People went mad. You know, Spike got mad, and Shelton got mad, and Jada went mad, and Will went mad. Everybody went mad. You know, it's quite like Jada got mad. Jada says she's not coming. Protesting. I'm like, is she on a TV show? Jada's going to boycott the Oscars. Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited. Not mean spirited. That wasn't mean spirited. That felt in bounds. You understand what I'm saying? For whatever reason, Will and Jada and Will in the delayed sense were triggered by the reference to her hair. So I don't know if you saw this headline too. I think the Oscars is considering whether to take the Oscar or take the award back from Will Smith, there will be consequences. Maybe his reputation has been forever tarnished. Again, yeah, they, I, I don't think they should take night. the award back. The night, I don't think they should take the, the night. Is, they, I mean, but even if they don't, the, the night, they, the night was it's tarnished. a non sequitur. You know what I mean? Yeah, the not the night was yeah, tarnished. So he'll. I, I've been talking about the consequences for talking about somebody's wife. Will Smith will certainly face consequences of his own. You know, it's just we don't know. We think we know a lot about their relationship. We don't know that. We don't okay. know why he did what he did. I'm simply saying that's what happens when you cross a certain line and violate certain people's codes. Okay, so just just so we're clear, and, mm-hmm. and, and am I am I good to go? Am I good to go with this? If somebody says anything about someone in my family in a joking way, we good? NBC Peacock, we good? Can I, mean, can I go at him? We good. It Law enforcement, we good? We good? But okay. Mike, I don't know if you can generalize it that way, though. It's like, what if it's something... It'd be nice if we could all control ourselves. But sometimes people lose it. If you say the wrong thing about the wrong person. To I, walk Michael, I've up seen on your, the stage. I, Michael, I have seen your temper, and it wasn't at the Oscars. Granted, you're right about that. But right. I've seen your right. temper. <laughs> yes. So, I, I know yes, who I'm have. talking to. <laughs> I know. 
You almost got both our asses kicked. <laughs>
literally like two hours ago and he was like remarking that there's no discount here there wasn't a discount it went the opposite way it 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 warped uh the market for us where it concerns high-end quarterbacks moving forward and guaranteed money moving forward so i would say that part of the talk here amongst you know ownership groups is just like what did the Haslam's just do? Like they changed um, the way that we have to approach elite level contracts with, with quarterbacks, maybe even to the point of guaranteeing as many as four years. Like uh, teams have a hard time guaranteeing three in most players, but now it's getting to the point where you might just have to come out of the gate guaranteeing four years um, with quarterbacks. So there's that aspect of it. And then there's the football aspect of it, which is um, I think there is a curiosity to see um what Deshaun Watson ultimately looks like when he gets on the field um, with the Cleveland Browns, because, you know, there are coaches and executives will remind you, like he wasn't the savior for the Houston Texans. He was a great quarterback and they still had a losing record. Um, This idea that he just is going to come in and instantly create a Super Bowl contender for the Browns. um, We'll see. We'll see if that occurs. So, um, and then you get to the off-field stuff. And, and the big question amongst teams, executives, um, I would say even you know coaches, is, is he going to avoid something from the NFL? Uh, is it, you know, the contract structure being what it is, do teams now have to worry about um, going to the negotiating table with agents and them saying, well, we want um, you know, contract structure this way just in case he gets fined for this or suspended for that. Um, it feels like a lot of teams aren't, okay with the structure um, of the deal and yet I think if the league office was being completely transparent about where they stand on this there's nothing saying that the Deshaun Watson um, investigation wraps in 2022 which means if it wraps in 2023 and there's a suspension it's the 46 million dollars in guaranteed base salary in 2023 that now gets on the table if he's suspended for games yeah I, I can see the league doing that instead of voiding the contract like okay you got something for us uh, we got yeah. we got something for you. 2023. That's when we're really going to come down and and uh, and penalize you and take away something that you tried to protect. But I want to I want to talk to you a little bit more about Baker. And I'm thinking in terms of fit. And I know the the Steelers and Ravens have dealt with each other before, although they're bitter rivals. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of examples of Browns Steelers trades. Uh, I know the the Steelers have taken the Browns so-called trash and Joe Hayden and he was really good corner for them. Would he be a good fit? Would Baker Mayfield be a good fit with Pittsburgh? I think he would. What do you think? I think, um, you know, part of the aspect with Baker is, is, you know, finding, um, do you have the right offensive coordinator for him? And, and, and so someone said to me, you know, look at what Cliff Kingsbury's running in, in Arizona. Um, There's going to be a lot of shotgun, Uh, There's going to be a lot of spread sets. And uh, someone actually said to me, they think that Baker has gotten himself in trouble at times for overestimating what his own abilities are as far as like arm strength, um, where he locates the ball, things of that nature. So I I wouldn't say he's a fit everywhere. You know, you have to run a a very spread oriented uh, shotgun type uh, offense. That's not, you know, it's not going to be predicated on the deep ball, um, huge chunk plays, so, and there, there has to also be an ability to let Baker um, create a little, little bit, maybe not as much as he was in Cleveland, but, you know, have a little bit of freedom to move around and, and um, manipulate plays a little bit. So, uh, 
I, it's hard to say what, what the exact perfect fit is right now. I will say this, what's clear is he needs to be protected. And one of the teams that actually was in that group that said they would, you know, told me they would be interested in it. I kind of said, okay, well, the guy you got right now, he hasn't been great when he's not protected. How's that really change if Baker comes in and he's not protected? He said, yeah, you're right. Like we would have to protect him. Um, you can see that, that he's not someone, he's not um, a Joe Burrow type who can get sacked nine times and still have a great game. Hey, Charles, um, want to see what you know about this. This just came across from, uh, from Brian McCarthy uh, from the NFL. He tweeted that the NFL has announced a diversity advisory yeah. committee, the members of that committee. Uh, today, the yep. National Football League announced the creation of the NFL diversity advisory committee following its pledge last month to retain outside experts to review the league's diversity policies and practices. The six-member committee will lend its expert external perspective on industry best practices and will evaluate league and club diversity, equity, and inclusion strategies initiatives and initiatives, including all hiring processes, policies, and procedures with a primary focus on senior-level coach and front office personnel positions. Right. Uh, after completing this evaluation, the committee will provide comprehensive recommendations to the league office and club ownership for consideration. Uh, Rick Smith, the former general manager for the Texans, is among the six members. He's a name I recognize. What's the significance of this committee and its announcement, Charles? I would call it the response to the Brian Flores lawsuit. And it's and essentially the way I read it, you know, when I was going through the sort of parsing through the details of it, was the NFL saying, hey, we're going to seek outside um, an arts, outside almost arbitrator uh, to look at this situation and what we're doing and try to remedy what's going wrong here in the system. Um, I will. I would give the NFL points for this. I think looking at what it has been doing and saying we have not been good at solving this in-house. If we were, we wouldn't still have this problem that we have right now. We wouldn't still have this lawsuit that we have right now, which appears to be widening. It, it, you know, the the word is there are going to be other plaintiffs that join Brian Flores in that lawsuit. Now it hasn't happened yet, but there's an expectation it will happen in the coming weeks, if not days. Um, and so this is a, essentially the NFL saying. We're, we're willing to go outside of, of our own house here to, to basically um, have some vetting done and, and figure out where this is breaking down and, and what practices, best practices are and whether or not we haven't addressed those. And that's not the only thing that, that happened today too. I mean, there was an announcement essentially that there's going to be um, an effort on the NFL's part to uh, favor some diversity in the next ownership change, which would be the Denver Broncos. And that's something we've spoken about on the phone here. I've always, or on the, on the show here, I've told you guys, I always felt like part of resolving this problem or at least addressing it in a meaningful way is to continue to tackle this at the very top. And that's diversity in those executive level meetings where you have an owner and they're essentially right-hand person at the table. Well, it, it appears right now that they want to lean into um, looking at ownership groups for the Denver Broncos that have a far greater level of diversity at the very top rungs, including the primary uh, owner of the franchise. And, and to me, that would be a stride in the right direction. Uh, it, it seems that there, there are two extremes. We're talking about the Brian Flores lawsuit. Bill Belichick said today, I can't talk about it, which he actually yeah. can because John Mara did talk right. about it and said he won't settle. Um, how, how do you read the, 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 the room, so to speak? How do you read the room when it comes to uh, the Flores lawsuit? Uh, d does, does the league feel like Flores really has a, has a case? And, in that, and that's part of the reason why they're trotting some things out right now, kind of like a preemptive strike 
before we get into the nitty-gritty of this lawsuit? Uh, so I, I, I do. I think there's some element of, of a preemptive strike here, by the way. I, I think the league um, is far more uncomfortable with the without merit uh, message that was first sent out when, when that lawsuit dropped and now is trying to take a stance that says, look, we're not sitting here and saying there's nothing here. There's no problem. We're, we're not going to fight this and essentially spit into the wind because people can see there is a problem. There are people inside of our organizations that are telling us there's a problem. There are people in leadership positions inside the NFL that, that are saying there's a problem. Um, so in, in some respects, I would say that, yeah, this is, this is an attempt to maybe not cut off the litigation, but to show we've started to try and make um, some changes here that we think are meaningful. Will that ultimately change their overall opinion of the litigation? The fact that they still believe the litigation is, is going to be unsuccessful? I don't think so. But, you know, the NFL tries to win both battles, both in the courtroom and optics. And the only way they can do that in this situation is to try to repair a problem that they also simultaneously are saying in court is, doesn't really exist. <laughs> Tricky, right? Yeah. That's right. Um, speaking of problems, did you what I asked you to do, Charles? Did you, did you share my overtime proposal with the powers that be? I'm just no. curious. No, Mike. What you're telling me, Mike? You give me a lot of homework in this job, and I'm I'm trying my best to do my work work first. But you know, okay. I, I will right. I will just, do the best I can to just but, as I as, yeah. as I continue to say, come on out <laughs> to the location where I am at, and we can we can tackle to. it together. Hey, I mean, I would nothing love to. Stop I mean, you, but man. they keep they keep dancing around overtime. I've I've already figured it out. I mean, we don't have to get into it again. You know, it's a, it's readily available for all the viewers of our show. They've heard it, Michael. I'm not going to subject you to it again. There it is. But I'm not. We don't. Have to, it's just I, I, one of these days, y'all gonna all figure out that this is the solution. This is the, this is the closest. Perfect is the enemy of good. We're not going to get a perfect solution that's going to make everybody happy. This is the closest thing. Eventually, y'all will figure it out. So just, Charles, just do me that favor and pass that along to the people that make the decision. All right. Um, but I do want to ask you this, Michael and I. Um, you know, we obviously started the show talking about the thing that everybody's talking about uh, today, which is Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars last night. I'm curious. I mean, have y'all been talking about it down at the at the owners' meetings? And if so, what are your sources telling you? What's what's the insight from from the breakers on that Oscars incident? So. We all lived in the same world last night here. Okay, so it's late at, you know, as it gets into the evening hours, typically you're either in the hotel lobby or in the hotel bar or whatever, you're trying to snag an executive or coach here or there or whatever. And almost simultaneously, all of us, um, our phones started to just blow up. And it was, you know, people were talking, Will did this, or did you see that? Or I was, I was completely confused. I'm like, why are people talking on my phone about Will Smith and, and Chris Rock? And, you know, and then, we're all watching the video together and we're, we're just dumbfounded. We were blown. We couldn't believe what we were actually seeing. And uh, it ended up this morning at breakfast. It was myself and a number of the, the ESPN folks here. Um, you know, Jeff Darlington, close friend of mine, uh, Dan Graziano, Jeremy Fowler, we're all kind of sitting there and breakfast became consumed by are, are you team Chris or are you team Will? And we started, <laughs> we started hashing out like who is in the right here? And who was in the wrong? And actually, I, 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 Jeff made a funny remark that you know maybe he should do his 
hey, you know, live from the owners' meetings, let me give you the update on what's going on. And he, he was like, well, I asked everybody today about the Will Smith, Chris Rock oh, moment last shares. night. And, oh, and I, I told, I said, that would be one of the greatest segments you've ever done on ESPN. It'd be instantly viral. He, he chickened uh, out. Absolutely. He That's the information that the people want to know. I mean, where did, where did, I mean, I don't know if you want to speak for them or not. I'm curious where everybody came down. I, it was pretty split, actually. You know, there was, there was sort of a, a look, I think a lot of people were like, hey, was it the wrong thing to do at that moment? Yeah, because it changed how I felt was it it now takes two tremendously successful people and it now creates a prism that they'll exist through yeah. for the rest of their lives and careers, yeah. which is tremendously unfair given the amount of work both of those people had to, you know, put right. in to get to that moment in life. And now yeah. this is what it becomes. Um, now that said, uh, you know, part of the entertainment process part of those jokes i mean you go through that everyone has gone through that and and i can understand kind of denzel saying hey you know what he said at, at the height the devil comes for you like i i get that but at the same time you kind of understand too like i kind of get the defense moment where you're like you know what i laughed initially when i heard that but now as i sit here i'm not gonna let that go and uh me personally i think i think that is just the final reverberation of the red table talk that, that made made Will Smith a, a household meme for a really long time. And if that was me, I know eventually it would yeah. wear me out too. <laughs> yeah, and, I, that's, and that's, that's, a, that's a big part of it. And I don't know if Michael and I touched on it earlier is it didn't happen in a vacuum. You know what right. I mean? Like whatever, whatever, Will, whatever Will Smith is either, and I'm not going to psychoanalyze it, whatever he's dealing with or, you know, whatever you know, he's had to endure self-inflicted or not, you know, everybody got an opinion. Everybody is, you know, got a take on his marriage or whatever. So he probably, like you said earlier, Michael, like he came, he came into it with some baggage of some kind. You know what I right. mean? That, pro that, that, well, that triggered her. It wasn't just that a lot of people looking at it as like, oh, that joke wasn't harmless. It was that joke on top of, oh, that joke wasn't that bad. Excuse me. It's that joke on top of everything else that probably led to him just saying enough is enough. Well, I think I think it's fair to say, you know, and I'm glad Charles that you brought up the red table because that might be a part of it. We don't know, but we know about the red table, which which is wildly successful. Why? Because Jada introduced that she's got her mother on there. She's got her yeah. daughter on there. She has brought will to the red table to talk mm -hmm. about uh, some some issues in their marriage. She's made that public. So if you're in the entertainment, it, it, they can be private. Nobody told you to make your, your marriage and some of the issues in your marriage public. She did it. He's done it in his book. He's talked about it. And so if you're Chris Rock, you've got the red table. You got Will Smith talking about his marriage and their issues and how they were and how they've evolved and their whole family being very public. And you've got fodder for jokes. How are you to know? How are you to know that? Oh, okay. Uh, right. We'll talk, what's there, there what's no, the line? There, there are no more jokes. And here's the other thing that, that I'm, I'm, I'm fearful that this is a, we're becoming humorless. Hey, you can't say that about my wife. Oh, in a, in a, a comedian can't say something about you. Right. It's a joke, but we can't take jokes anymore. No, that's why I think you go to, I think you go too far with that, man. Like we no, it's not, this isn't soft. PC oh, I went culture. too far. So slap me now. We could, I went too far. Come slap me. This isn't soft PC culture and I'll, and, that, and that blanket statement of like, oh, we can't take a joke anymore. Like, look, famous people, rich people. Well, 
famous people, rich people, whatever you want to call them. <clears throat> They're people at the end of the day. And again, Michael and Charles, just because you weren't privy to the conversation, I am in no way suggesting that the appropriate reaction was to slap Chris Rock, okay. but it was a reaction. There was stimulus involved and we don't know the private moments. We don't know the private struggle. I have been in a situation where I've embarrassed myself on television based on something that I didn't know. And I didn't know what the reaction was going to be because I didn't do my research. Chris, I don't, I don't think he was being like you said earlier, Michael, he was not intentionally trying to make fun of somebody that he knew suffered from alopecia. Having said that, though, we don't know what that private struggle does to that marriage. So yes, we consider and say Will Smith should not have reacted that way. And I'm not arguing with that. I wish he would have just cussed him out from there. I wish they had take handle it behind the scenes. I wish they would have. But what I know, Charles, and sorry, I don't mean to, you know, just keep you here listening to us. What I know throughout my life is that if you say the wrong thing about the wrong person's loved ones, you could get a very disproportionate reaction depending on what that triggers. Mama, and how many how many fights have been over somebody mama? How many fights yeah. have been over somebody kids? How many fights have been over somebody's wife? You don't yeah. say certain things about people's loved ones. Doesn't mean he deserved to get slapped. It means that's the risk he took when he made that joke. Well, and there, there's an element too where it wasn't like earlier in the show sort of a joke made about the single guys getting up on stage and and the the what was aimed at Will Smith was well, you know, Jada Regina is going to allow Hall. you Regina Hall had said yeah. that, yeah, you know, you, can, you yeah. can get up on stage here, Will. And so it wasn't even the first time that had kind of been joked about. And one other element I would like to remind people here, too. Um, Will doesn't go home at night with Chris Rock, okay? He goes Thank home you. with his wife, okay? He lives every day with his wife. That's who we got to sleep with. That's what we got to look that's, at. That is exactly right. And I can tell you that if I am out and someone insults Dawn, and I feel like it is it is something that is hurtful to her. Um, there's going to be some math in my head where I'm like, you know what? This is one of those moments where I, I think I got to do something here, even though it might not necessarily be the right thing for me to do. I personally, the way I absorb it is just that it it really sucks that you have two great um, yeah. defining individuals in our space, in our lifetime, in this um, in, in in their chosen professions, and now this now marks this forever. I just, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that's going to live in infamy. It really will. And, and I told, yeah. I told Michael earlier, Michael, I think, I think you felt it too. It's like, I, I had, I had trouble sleeping last night. It was as though I I we like saw it. two uncles. We saw two uncles get in a fight or two or two cousins get in a fight. It felt, it felt personal, you know, for, for a lot of us just because we live with them. We live with both of these guys, they're, they're, you know, they're, yeah. Contribution to the culture and popular culture. Why did they let them sit been, there? Why? Yeah. I, and, and it's not the academy's fault. I mean, the academy didn't create the situation. You're and now the whole this, probably changed, this has probably changed uh, award uh, protocol going forward. Oh yeah, it's gonna uh, be plexiglass now. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just have people. You can't just have people. You can't just have people walking up on stage. But I wonder. They might. After that, they might. They're gonna have. They're gonna have Baptist church armor bearers. They're gonna have armor bearers and ushers. Yeah, that's right. Standing up like, front. Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Like, why did they let him sit there after that when it was clear that it wasn't a yeah. joke? Why did I let him sit there? And two, let me give credit. Uh, you know what, Charles? I also want to say uh, real quick before I pass it back to you. I want to give credit. We talked a lot about play-by-play -play guys lately. 
you know, getting a lot of money, whether it's uh, Joe Buck or Al Michaels or Mike Tirico, just kind of switching jobs. Chris Rock did a fabulous job of play-by-play. Yes. He was in the moment. Yes, he was. He was, was right on top of the history it. of television. Yeah, I just, and kept his yeah, composure. He, his he kept his composure. He, he did. I, I, he, he, he. Not only did he take it, but for to see him roll with it the way that he did, I was like, wow, that that's pretty impressive for him to know the moment and be like, okay, I can make this worse, or I can just kind of roll with it and make the best out of what just happened. I will say. Uh, Dan Graziano did say he, he said this morning, I, and, it, and I, I howled. He said uh, <laughs> something along the lines of, "Well, if Will's there next year, he's going to be in the balcony." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, probably right. <laughs> I was, I was curious. Hey, thank you, Charles. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for joining us from uh, from from the Breakers, and uh, give uh, give everybody our best. I was, I was actually curious. Like, you know, obviously, it was a pretty foregone conclusion he was going to win. I was curious if somebody else had won, if they'd have, you know, made a joke about it and been like, hey, you know what? On second thought, Will, you got it, boss. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't want those problems. Like, thank goodness Will won. If somebody would not have won, it might have been some furniture moving last night. Uh, if somebody else would have got it. So, um, all right, man. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. All right. Take care. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Richard Williams um, was a fierce defender of his family. I'm being called on in my life to love people and to protect people and to be a river to my people. And I know to do what we do, you got to be able to take abuse. You got to be able to have people talk crazy about you. In this business, you got to be able to have people disrespecting you. Ever since last night, people have been having family meetings. So <laughs> let's uh, welcome in. Two of our brothers from another, Torre and Dr. Jason Johnson. Uh, Michael, I think we just go, we, you know, we're going to obviously get in where we fit in on this, but I think yeah, you yeah, agree. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Torre, you go ahead and kick us off, and, and Jason, you <laughs> respond after Torre. We're going we to sit back and listen. <laughs> you know, I think we're going to hang up and listen. <laughs> I think a, a billion dollars of economic productivity has been lost in America today because everybody <laughs> wants to talk about this. And it's all anybody wants to talk about. You know, look, I don't believe that just because you call it a joke, you get to say whatever you want. I am in favor of tremendous latitude for comedians and the history of black comedy in particular has been saying things that even activists were afraid to say and thus pushing notions forward. 
But there's nothing revolutionary about saying something about a specific woman's physical appearance and saying that she's bald and making fun of her being bald. You know, a lot of people have started to say, the conversation's sort of evolving, right? A lot of people started to say, well, Ricky Gervais says all kinds of crazy stuff oh, when he does the Globes. He does. And he's brilliantly surgical with the way that he talks about you Hollywood scumbags are worthless individuals. But show me where he has said, hey, Tina Fey, you're getting fat again. Hey, Nicole Kidman, you look like you're bulimic. Hey, your hair has been lost. And I can only imagine how much pain has gone on inside the Smith household around Jada losing her hair like this. And for Chris Rock to thoughtlessly drudge that up with a specific attack on a specific woman, you know, it's kind of gross. You know, the joke right before that was about Javier Bardem toward the husband. You better not outshine your wife tonight because you need to maintain respect with par with your wife. And then he turns to Jada and he's like, you ain't got no hair. That's kind of, that was whack. That was really whack. And it was low. And I'm sure that for Jada and Will, they also go back into what happened in 2016, right? When April Rain and others and Will and Jada were talking about Oscars so white. And Chris Rock took, uh, took sides basically with white people in the Academy saying, Will, and say, Jada, you wouldn't have been invited to this anyway. She's married to one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. She could sit in the front row of the Oscars anytime she wants. Um, you know, it was it, it was a totally unacceptable quip at Jada's expense. And I, you know, the pain that she's going through, dealing with this alopecia, losing her hair, she's been known for a very long time, going back to a different world as one of the more beautiful act, black actresses, actresses period in America. And I'm sure this is painful for her. And, you know, you can say Will overreacted. I can't say that I would have done something different. You can make jokes about me all day long and I'm gonna take it. Cause Regina Hall earlier in the show made a joke about y'all got an open marriage. Will, why don't you come up here and let's talk about that. That's about Will, right? Like you could joke about me, but a joke about my wife and her body, my mama, my kids. Now you've gone too far. And like, you know, I'm, I, I, I can't, I can't roll with that. And I noticed too, Chris Rock of all people made a documentary called Good Hair, which was extraordinary, which he made because of his daughter's feelings about their hair as they were coming into being teenagers. So he's intimately aware of black women's hair issues. And even still, he thought it was okay to make fun of a black woman not having hair in front of the entire world. Doc, look, Doc, Doc Johnson, get in there. I'm gonna just say this. I'm gonna say this. Everybody can sing and dance and perform however they want in order to justify what was performative toxic masculinity. Period. It was wrong. It was bad. Recent reports that just came out within the last hour, Chris Rock didn't even know 
that Jada Pinkett Smith was suffering from alopecia. I didn't know she was suffering from alopecia. Okay, so we, we can't necessarily impugn his intent. You can say it was a bad joke. You can say it was offensive. It was rude. I have no problem with saying anything like that. But let's be honest. You, I don't care if you're a comedian. I don't care if you're working as an airline stewardess. I don't care if you're working at CBS. I don't care if you're working at Starbucks. People have a right to perform their jobs and not worry about physical violence. Chris Rock did not deserve to be attacked. He did not deserve to be slapped. Will Smith could have done dozens of other things if he really wanted to show how offended or upset that he was. And what I saw was a man engaging in toxic, and what do I mean by toxic masculinity in case people get confused about this? Toxic masculinity tells you as a man that your pride, your image is so fragile that anything rubbing up against it, right, damages it. Any slight, somebody cuts you off on the road, you gotta chase them to the next gas station, cuss them out. Somebody looks at your girlfriend in a particular way, you gotta pull a gun on them. Somebody bumps in front of you at the grocery store, you gotta punch them. Toxic masculinity says that violence is the proper and consistent response to all men on any perceived slight one way or another. And that is what we saw. It is not good. It is not healthy. It is not cute. It is not justified. And the same energy, the same place that what Will Smith did, that same energy is what leads to men being abusive to women. Okay, this idea that, hey, I, I was disrespected, it comes from the same toxic place. Had Will Smith gotten on stage and grabbed the microphone and said, you know what, Chris, maybe when you figure out how a marriage works, you'll have a white blood. He could have done some stuff. Ooh, he could have gone like up there like and, and criticized. Yeah, he could have said, hey, when you have a wife that you've been able to work it out with for 30 years, if you're up here ever getting one of these awards, maybe you can say something. Until then, X, Y, and Z. There were plenty of things that Will Smith could have done to express defense of his wife. What I saw was someone defending their ego. I don't think either of them are terrible people. I think, you know, obviously Will Smith had a particularly bad day. But what I don't think is healthy and what I don't think is good is all these people out there saying, yes, this is defense and everything else like that. No, this is not good. And I'll add this because I think this is really good by contrast. Just last week, I was on with Holly. We were talking about this. Just last week, we were talking about Cory Booker standing up as a black man for Judge Jackson and talking about how great that was and how important it is in our community that we see African-American men standing up for black women, okay? Some of the same voices praising him are now online saying, we never see people coming for defensive. No, no, there is a way that you can defend people who've been I mean, insulted. I didn't want Cory Booker to run up and punch Mitch McConnell in the face. That would have been no, a good no, thing. Wait, but, you know, it's I'm interesting. And, 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 you know, Jason is a real friend of mine. We've hung out. We talked about this a little bit last night. Um, and I, I agree with, like, 99% of what you said and still added up differently than you. I don't think that it matters that Rock didn't know she has alopecia. A joke that is specifically based on a woman's physical, a specific woman's physical appearance is probably wrong, is dangerous, is probably going to rub people the wrong way. And you know, it's in the room. The room was definitely not like, yay, good joke. The room was like, whoa, that joke was not cool. Um, but, but, I but think that, that, mean that physical violence I think that, is a fair response. I, well, let me get to that. Let me get to that. Because I think that um, we must deal with in this 
Will Smith is one of the most entitled people in the world. And he does this, he's definitely defending his ego and his wife's ego. And he absolutely does this uh, slapping rock, fully knowing that I will be fine. I can get away with this. The Academy has made their statement that this is wrong. They're going to launch their little investigation. Nothing will happen. Will Smith will be in the front row of the Oscars next year. He will still be getting movie bookings. There's about 10 men in that room who could get away with that. De Niro, Brad Pitt, these sort of high-level, super A-list people, right. right? And Will Smith knows, I can do that, right? And that's part of what he's expressing in that moment. You can't talk to me that way, right? Like, I am a made man in this town. You can't say that to me. Timothy Chalamet, you're not there yet. You might get arrested. You might be barred from the Oscars next year. Will Smith can get away with that. Now, you brought up an interesting Corey who we both love, but there's another Corey I want to talk about, right? Because this notion that violence is always wrong, I don't know about that, right? There's Corey Pujols in Tampa, right? The manager of a Dunkin' Donuts, right? An old man who we later found out was a repeated child molester, a child pornographer, went into the Dunkin' Donuts and called Corey the N-word. And Corey right. said, say it again. And Corey, and he did. And Corey punched him in the face. Now that old man fell, hit his head, and died. And even the prosecutor said, you know what? Corey should not go to jail for this. Send him home. And he has been sent home. He had a little house arrest. He's got a little probation. But if he's cool, he's going to be fine and through with this in a year or so, even though in another jurisdiction they might have said that's manslaughter. Because 99% of the time, 99% of the time, violence is the wrong thing. But But, but you call me the N-word, you attack my wife, there's your 1%. It's on. We're not just talking about violence, though. What we're talking about is calculated violence. What we're talking about is a flex because my ego has been bruised. I tweeted this out. I'm sure you guys have seen the tweet. I don't think Will Smith does that if it was a white comedian. I don't think Will Smith totally does that. I totally disagree. I totally disagree. And I don't appreciate that point because it totally disagree that because it totally otherizes our behavior. Hold on, Torrey. Hold on, Torrey. Hold on, Torrey. Finish Jason and Torrey, you respond. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah. So first off, I don't think he necessarily does that. I don't think he does it if it's Dave Chappelle. Because Dave probably would have hit him back. I don't think he does it if it's 50 Cent. Because 50 Cent probably wouldn't play. And it's not like 50 wouldn't say stuff like that. What I'm saying is you can't make the argument that this is a, a moment of overcome passion and concern and love for your loved one, regardless sure. of the circumstances, without also calculating that's a long walk from your seat all the way up right. on stage. He had a lot of things Jason, that he could have thought about. Yes. Jason, can you pause? Okay, it's already, you were saying, because well, I, I have an issue too, but I think we share it. What was your issue with Jason's point that Will Smith would not have done that to a white comedian? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't see any evidence that he wouldn't have done that to a white person. I also think a white person probably wouldn't be repeatedly attacking Jada from the stage. Their frame of reference would be entirely different. They probably wouldn't be thinking about her at all. This is, again, the second time that Chris Rock has attacked Jada verbally from the Oscar stage. 
Um, I, I don't see any reason that I don't really even appreciate the notion that others have made, but I don't appreciate the notion, oh, Chris Rock wouldn't have done it to a, to a white man, as if, uh, excuse me, that Will Smith wouldn't have done it, as if, as if it Will makes it seem like he's, like he's white afraid of people white on I'm some like higher plane, like, oh, we Correct. can't touch Massa. Of course well, well, he would. You know, interesting, 50 in particular. Torrey, the other part of it is we don't, we, that's a hypothetical that we haven't seen. What we do know right. is that Chris Rock, made a joke about a black woman's hair. And secondly, I'll contend that if a white man would have said that, he'd have known that he ran the risk of getting the shit slapped out of him. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, okay. I, I, you know, look, Terrain, come on. I, I, I have a problem with this. You keep using the word attack. And I need you to set the terms for me. We're talking about comedy. So I know Dave Chappelle doing sketch comedy joked about slavery. Uh, you know, Richard Pryor, Dick Gregory, like all of these groundbreaking comedians in their time throughout history have made jokes about things that were, were, were in some circles the third rail. So are we supposed to not joke about wives? Or do we not joke about hair? Do we not joke about body types? Yes, that kind of this defeats is not the point of comedy that kind of pushes it. This is not complicated. There, there's no revolutionary notion in saying something specifically dissing Jada Pinkett Smith for having a medical problem, right? Like jokes about slavery, about other big ideas about white people can have a revolutionary impact, right? Even what Chappelle is doing and trying to work out how he feels about trans people in general is different than a specific attack on a specific person. And you'll note in Chappelle's last uh, uh, stand-up special that, that caused a lot of controversy, the specific trans person he talks about, he lifts up and he talks about how he loved that individual and he welcomed that person into his circle. Now, whether or not that's true is a different, but that's what he said on stage, right? This I can't recall Gervais prior the other folks you talk about specifically attacking a woman's physical a specific woman's physical appearance from the stage and using the power of the microphone to do that 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 hey. is completely over the line hey but, Torrey, i think it's i think it's fitting that we give the last word we could because we could do this all day we have been doing it all day the last <laughs> word to the host of a word with Dr. Jason Johnson. Close us out, Jason. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. When I mean that he doesn't do this to a white comedian, what I'm saying is he was thinking about the consequences. We all know the difference between when you step to different kinds of people. Will Smith has been a famous, successful person for 30 years. There have been hundreds of people from paparazzi to regular folks who have probably tried to goad him into a viral moment, but he ain't going to do it because he knows that if he slapped some regular person walking out of CVS, it would be a huge well, loss. It would time. damage his career. Real, sorry to interrupt. There was that one time where he kind of, where he kind of, wasn't there like a, somebody asked him a question or hugged him yeah, but, on a red but, carpet yeah, and he smacked somebody? The guy oh, okay, kissed. exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so exactly. like that's right. again, yeah. like like if someone's trying to get into my physical face, heck, if Chris yeah. Rock had been okay. standing in front of Jada, I would have had a completely different opinion. But what I think is right. important for us to all remember is this, and also I'll, I'll say this also quickly. I don't think that Chris Rock would not have made this statement about a white woman. If 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 Scarlett Johansson was sitting next to Colin Joes and didn't have yeah. any hair on, and Chris Rock didn't know that she had a medical condition, and he said, "Hey, she went from Black Widow to GI Jane too," I'm sure he'd have made that joke. And if Colin Joes 
try and get on that stage, they'd have stopped. He it. made a joke. But he made, but I, just but, but say, honestly, he just made the joke about the white woman because who who was in GI Jane? Who was in GI Jane? He said GI Jane too. So who was in GI Jane? It was Demi Moore. But, okay, I think but, Moore, but, we all, Moore but we all she didn't know, have alopecia. I got it. She didn't have alopecia. No, it ain't, it ain't alop- No, it's that's not what I was about to say. What I was <laughs> I'm about not, to I'm say. Not addressing was, it. I'm not addressing it to you. I'm just saying in general. Yeah. When, no, right. But that, slow but down, Playboy. Slow down. Slow down. What I was about to say was, we all know the painful and complicated history of black women with their hair. So even if Chris Rock had made the same joke to a white woman, it, it would have been differently. It, this was an incredible conversation. It was everything we hoped it would be. Thank you two for blessing the show. By the way, Oscars viewership of 56% to 15.4 million. But that's terrible. Last year's but that's terrible. But 15 still the million is terrible for this show. Still the second lowest since 1970. Yeah, this, this is terrible. And it hurt Will Packer, too, man. There's a lot of people. That's the sad part, man. There's a lot of people whose nights were affected by this. I I, I don't. None of this makes me I happy. Could, I, I couldn't feel sleep sad for last night. I, yeah. Could y'all sleep? Last, I, could, I, I, could, I was restless. I nah, couldn't really man, sleep like, last it's, night. It's like legit. It's legitimately upsetting. And I've had conversations with people on multiple. No one. No one wins in this. And that's like I said, I wanted to say this as a closing thing. Nobody wins when the family feuds. <laughs> yeah, it's like this. This is a time for us to show grace to everybody. This is a time to bless your group chat. And this is a time to don't tweet nothing that's going to get you fired. I don't think there's a black person alive in America right now who saw last night and feels good. It is triggering for men. It yeah. is triggering for women. It's triggering for kids. Let's try and have some grace and some peace and, and, and have real discussions on this. I appreciate this, guys. We love y'all. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Peace. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Art imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs> I look like crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. Um, but love will make you do crazy things. Ashley Nicole Moss, um, <laughs> you processed last night. Been a bunch of dudes talking about this today. So uh, enlighten us. What do you think? You know, I'm from the school of don't start none, won't be none. So I... You're from New York. <laughs> right. You're, so... why, why, Michael, we should not be surprised. <laughs> we, we know who Ashley's from New York. I'm from the don't start none, won't be none. And I know me, you know, everyone has trigger points. I know for me, my family is a trigger point. And I think that when you sign up for a certain life, right, as we know, as people on television and in the media, you know, you kind of put yourself in the line of fire when it comes to being talked crazy about on the internet and, and people saying what they want to say to you and being able to feel like they can disrespect you. And a lot of the times you can't respond because it's just you're representing a company, you're representing a brand, that brand being yourself. There's a lot of, you know, details that go into why you can't respond, right? 
but your family doesn't sign up for that. And I know me, I'm fiercely protective of the people closest to me. And I've never been married, so I can only relate it to like my parents. Had someone said something crazy about something that was a sensitive subject to one of my loved ones, my mother or my father, I probably would have reacted in a similar way. Maybe not walked up on stage. I probably would have pressed the person like at commercial break or backstage or whatever the case may be. But regardless of whether or not you agree with how he handled it, I feel like Will Smith had every right to defend the woman that he loves, defend the mother of his children, defend his wife. And I think really what this came down to is he caught the right one on the wrong day. What I mean by that is I don't really think the joke itself is what pushed Will over the edge. I think what it was was just buildup of constantly being the butt of jokes, whether it's from Chris Rock, other comedians, social media, television shows, whatever the case may be, it's a buildup. And Chris Rock just caught the right one on the wrong day. And I think that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, but not there. I mean, it's not there. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I just, I, I'm not feeling that defense. But let me ask you this. Because we can well, go you back said and not there. You talk. It's it, it, the setting has a lot to just to re, just to make sure I'm clear. Now we've been talking. It's the setting more so for well, you than anything. Well, no, it, I, I think it's the act. It, it was an act of violence, and so you know, not yeah. there, not anywhere. You shouldn't. I mean, just okay. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, but okay, we can go back and forth on this. Uh, we have. I'm going to ask you. Uh, mm-hmm. This. I'm, I'm going to go to the next stage, and that is: Do you think that he should lose his Oscar? because of his behavior. I, I, I think there's a long list of people who should lose their Oscars before Will Smith. I think that, yeah, was a slap the most classy thing to do? No. Was it assault in the eyes of the law? Yeah. But are there worse things that have transpired with Oscar winners than a slap across the face for somebody making a, a joke about his wife's appearance resulting in her health? Absolutely. So if we're going to go ahead and set that precedent, cool. But there's a bunch of people that you need to investigate and take away their Oscars before you get to Will Smith. If we're going to if we're going to do that, sure, take it away. But you can't start at Z. You got to start at A. That's my philosophy. Okay, so so you think, okay, that's fine. But just to be clear, so you think he should lose it? And, and maybe, he, maybe we go on to others. No. I personally okay, you don't, don't think, think he should lose something, I don't think that it is worth First of all, losing an Oscar doesn't make sense to me because we saw him win it. So, like, it's not like we're going it back in time. Right. It was the Men in Black Eraser. Like, you're not going to yeah. erase my memory. Memory, we know you hey, won hey, it. NCAA, NCAA right. does it all the time. Hey, we we go vacate your Final Four, even though we watched yeah, it. You know, it doesn't make. I don't any think you sense. should lose it either. I don't, I don't think, think it's. I don't it. think it's a transgression that should result in losing an Oscar. Was it the best thing for him to do? No, because now we're not talking about the fact that he's the second black man to win this award. We're talking about him slapping Chris Rock in the face. I don't know if it's big enough, a big enough deal to remove an award from somebody. I just, I don't get, I don't think so now. Yeah, and, and, and that is, that is the most, that's part of the most devastating thing is seeing these two icons, seeing these two brothers go at it. Um, but, you know, Sidney Poitier, you, you know, just passed away. We just lost him. So in the same year, we lost Sidney Poitier, um, Denzel Washington, Jamie Foxx, Forrest Whitaker, and now um, Will Smith. But actually, I want to go back to something earlier that you said that was interesting. <laughs> just from a, like, you know, again, a, a woman's point of view when it comes to the subject of uh, men, quote unquote, protecting their women. 
uh, as you know, and this and this last night being an example, as some would call toxic max masculinity. I'm not one of those people in this instance, but I love to be educated more on it because, like I told Michael earlier, maybe I'm you know, maybe I'm just not uh, enlightened enough. Maybe I haven't evolved and matured enough. But you know, I understand the code of if you talk about somebody's wife in the wrong way, you may get slapped. So while Will Smith, I wish he would not have done it. To quote Chris Rock, I ain't saying he should have done it, but I understand. You know, uh, people have been slapped for less. Um, but I do Salute wonder, from me. a woman's perspective, you know, <laughs> you 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 re you referenced it earlier, like he's protecting quote unquote the mother of his children, his wife, like a, you being, you know, I just I guess from your vantage point, how do you balance that? Is that is that do you appreciate that in a man, and what is that line between? A man, a man defending, you know, the woman that he loves, but it, blur, it, it bleeding over into toxic masculinity. It, you understand what I'm asking, Michael? Am I making sense? Like I'm trying to, you know, yeah. like what? No. How do you, how do you view that, 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 that yeah. boundary, think, if you will? You know, I think in this situation, Will Smith's reaction didn't put Jada in the line of fire, right? It didn't put her in danger. You know, at the end of the day, a, bra a brawl wasn't going to break out at the Oscars. You know, Chris Rock. 99.9% .9 sure, which is ultimately what happened, wasn't going to press charges. It's not like it was a street fight. Again, it wasn't the best location to do it, but you can't tell a, a grown man how and when to react when it comes to his family and his wife. That's not my place. That's really not anybody's place to say, because like you said, people get slapped for less. I've seen worse fights at the gas station over like a pump. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's We've seen worse. So I will say that as long as you know, you're not putting the person that you love or you're protecting in the line of danger. I don't see an issue with defending your wife. I don't see an issue with defending your daughter. I don't see an issue defending your mother. I don't see an issue defending anybody in your family, especially women, especially black women. They are, we are rather a demographic that is constantly disrespected in one way, shape or form. And the fact that this was a joke that was so sensitive because it's not just, you know, Jada came in with a terrible hairstyle and Chris Rock was making fun of it and, you know, whatever, she'll fix it tomorrow and tomorrow she'll have a different hair. This is tied to her health. So it's obviously a very sensitive subject. And as a woman, you have a lot of pride in your hair. You know what I mean? You yeah. to so and to go through the process of losing your hair and not by choice, not shaving your head by choice because you don't have any other option. It messes with your femininity. It makes you feel like you're not as beautiful. It's a sensitive subject. And she probably was very uncomfortable. It's different than like, had they gone to a comedy show, you know, and you pay a ticket. Sometimes, you know, at the end of the day, you're in a comedy show, you know what it is, what you you know what you signed up for. This was the Oscars. Her husband was nominated. They didn't go there to be the butt of a joke. And I know some people say it's just a joke, but it's not a joke when it hits home. And you can say that with a lot of situations. And we've seen that with a lot of things. You know, sometimes race jokes go too far. Sometimes jokes about your family members go too far. And this time for them, they felt it went too far. Uh, let me say this. Uh, you, you're right. Uh, I, I, we know this. We know that a lot of women, uh, particularly women of color, are very sensitive ab about their hair, hairstyles, uh, length of hair. Let me just say this. I, it hasn't been said on this show today. Jada Pinkett Smith is a beautiful woman. She is. Uh, she she can wear her. She can oh, wear her said. hair any kind of way. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm saying, but yeah. like here on this show today, today it like, has she's been, beautiful. Yes. You're absolutely beautiful. right. Yes. 
whether and, whether and, and, her hair is and bald long looks or alo- alo- by the way yeah. alopecia or not Michael that's a sexy look on a lot of women so, I mean I don't and, even know why and, that's and, like and, a, why is that and for an the insult? same reason exactly and for, this, and for the same reason we see we've seen you know uh, one of our Congress uh, our congresswomen uh, here from Massachusetts yeah. Ayanna Presley yeah. same thing yeah. lost her hair is bald and not even a little bit but completely bald but gorgeous but I would say you know Ashley because of what you described you said, you know, it's not like it was a street fight. It wasn't this. It wasn't that there was no violence coming. It was no physical danger to Jada Pinkett Smith. That's why I have such a reaction about Will Smith taking it there. See our examples our hypothetical examples are hey, if somebody's coming up on your wife, if somebody's putting you in danger, if somebody say act in some kind of way, you are well within your right as someone who loves them to respond, but that didn't happen last night. That wasn't it. His response but it was not didn't, commensurate I think, with. I think that's the difference in, in this in this argument, right? We find justification in somebody running up on your wife or saying something crazy in the street, right? And not a fancy setting and not a civilized setting. And we don't see an issue with defending them in that space, right? But I don't, see, does, I don't like it at all. This would be up on the record. Aesthetic? I don't well, like it at all. You, but some, like people it would, all. some people Period. would make a justification for that. But why does the setting dictate the innate or the just, you know, instinctual, you know, desire to protect your family? Like it should, the, the setting shouldn't matter. What happened, it, whether if you are against that action in general, whether it was at Ikea, whether it was at the gas station, whether it was in the club, or whether it was at the Oscars, you should be against it across the board, but people will pick and choose when the scenario to defend your loved one is okay and when it's not okay. Had this happened in the club, nobody would feel type of way about it. People would be sharing the video on social media and saying, oh, he got what was coming to him and he's lucky that did it. But because it's the Oscars and there's a prestige and there were cameras on and there's gowns and it's this, you know, luxurious, just old Hollywood thing, people have a different expectation for it. But that is in a sense somewhat hypocritical because what's good for the goose should be good for the gander. Thank you, Ashley. You are always good for this show. And you know another thing? we have airtight definitions of physical assault. It was an emotional attack. You know, it was, it, it, and that's more subjective because, like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Who are we to say what was bad in their household? Yeah, okay. Thank you, Ashley. We appreciate so, you. Yeah. I just, I just can't. I can't. I just can't go there. I'm just having, a, I'm having a hard time with that. I'm having a hard time with it. I think, I, I think you should. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Thank you for this honor. Thank you for this moment. And thank you on behalf of Richard and, and Orsine, the entire Williams family. Um, 
Thank you, uh, uh, Hoking Academy invites me back. Thank you. <laughs> Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful, that's when the devil comes for you. Uh, we have invited back our resident bad boys, Karin Phillips, Vinny Goodwill. Uh, let's not waste any time. Karin, you first. Vinny, you follow. Uh, I just want to bring light to the comedy and all of this and the jokes and the memes. Uh, this is why I love black people, <laughs> black Twitter, Thank and you. the show like this. Because listen, we're not going to find any common ground on this, as, as we've all learned <laughs> in the last yeah, 24 that's hours. Fair. We can agree, we can so, agree to disagree, yes. <laughs> let's get to the one thing we have discovered. This situation has taught us who can fight and who can't fight. It has taught us who <laughs> likes to fight, who doesn't like to fight. It has taught us who swings back and who immediately calls their lawyer when they get hit. Um, and that is the thing we have all learned. So men, women, um, whoever you like, love, lay down with, uh, take note of these Facebook posts and tweets and IG uh, and TikToks or whatever the kids and the adults are still on. And then, you know, take all this information you now have and then go forth with that and make wise relationship choices. So just in case somebody ever pops off in public or in private, you know if your significant other will be there to slap somebody or call the authorities for you. And I say that as a grown man that has slapped another grown man. Vinny? I feel like I was right here on this here airwaves last week, and you guys were asking me about Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolster, and Udonis Haslam. Yeah. Y'all asked me to handicap yeah. it, and I said to y'all, because I was hedging, I might have to see these people. And it was like, man, just say what you feel. Say it with your chest. No. <laughs> sometimes you have to see people. And sometimes yeah. you got to make sure, because anybody can catch a backhand, a front hand, a closed fist, open fist, foot or spit that's that's pretty much the end of it like in the moment let's we can be honest and say will smith made a fool of himself now you can debate whether he had to make a fool of himself whether he was justified in making a fool of himself i'll be honest and fall on the sword and tell you this i had no idea jada pinkett smith had alopecia until now i felt like she was someone who switched hairstyles up all the time and i was not surprised when i saw her bald head like i don't pay that much attention to the the Smiths and everything that they do, and I and I highly suspect that Chris Rock didn't either. And Chris Rock certainly did not look like a man who believed Will Smith was coming on stage to give him no. a backhand or a front hand. Like he seemed like the most. Yeah, 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 Like like Officer Freeman and Peters. Watch your hands. Put your hands above your head. You do that at all times. Chris Rock didn't do that. Now, we can all go into, I know everybody wants to go into defending your wife and everything else. I'm not married. I can't speak for it's like to, for the experience to have to defend your wife, your the woman you live in and sin with, everything else. I ain't, never, I, ain't never been in that, I ain't never been in that spot. All I can say was, it did look like for all the emotional tonight, whether you can say Will Smith was right or wrong, 
he did look like a man who's been going through it for the past year or so or past couple years with his wife and that man had had enough. Yeah, you, how do y'all feel about this though? You know, uh, and, you know, I brought this up earlier to Mike. You know, the red table is a big part of the uh, Pinkett Smith household. She's got her daughter there. She's got her mother there. She's there. Will Smith has been at the red table. Uh, his son, one of his sons is, is, is an actor. Another, uh, another kid is, uh, I heard her on the radio the other day. She's a musician. And like, so it's like, it's a very public family. And so when you're public and you're at the height of your powers, everybody, isn't that, isn't that a space where people will make some, make some jokes about you? I mean, it, didn't that happen? It, yeah. was, was this out of bounds? Is this out of bounds? Was it out of bounds? Because I don't see it. Like you tell you guys tell me. Did you think it was totally I, I, out of bounds I've, I've by said, oh, Chris Roxbar? I've I've said I've said before. We don't make the boundaries. Like the white lines are are, are for that man and his wife. And and Michael, I, I was telling you this during the break. I was asking you and I. Yes, but go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Listen, uh, you and I, you and I, do not disagree that much about this situation. Where we part company. We agree that where Will Smith reacted disproportionately to what took place on stage and by disproportionately. I simply mean he didn't get slapped first. Okay, so that makes it disproportionate. However, where we part company Karin and, and you know, tell me if you think I'm being a Neanderthal for feeling this way. Uh, I think Vinny sees it my way is that we all know that there's if you don't want to get the shit slapped out of you. Don't talk about somebody's wife. When you do that, you run the risk of them reacting that way. So Will could have overreacted, but he reacted to something. And that was a cardinal rule being broken and a line being crossed that a lot of people react that way too. No, I think you you've nailed it, but it goes deeper to than that. Like this is bigger than protecting your wife or standing up to your feeling for me. The thing is, don't pop off. Don't knock if you ain't buck. Like, if you're going to do things and think you can tweet recklessly, you can IG Thank post you. recklessly and say things recklessly to people at will, do not get upset or offended and want to cry and complain when someone approaches you and Ask handle it in a way that you're not <laughs> prepared to handle it. Stop calling for Apple Care and to speak to a manager like you said. If you are not a person that is about that life, then you need to stop acting like you're about that life. And that's what happened because we found out New okay. York met West Philly last night and he forgot that right. West Philly well, was married to Baltimore. I'll, so all comedians wait, but so Vin, all, Vin, all comedians have to live by that then, right? So just, just, let's be clear. All comedians who aren't about that life, don't don't be irreverent. Don't tell jokes that push the boundaries because you got to be ready to fight as a comedian. Is that what we're really going there? I know. I didn't really you 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 didn't you, 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 I think you, I think you heard me. I don't think you listen. This isn't about I'm comedians. Not this is about it human is about beings, a comedian. period. No, it's this not. This is about human no, it's beings, not. period. It was doing, no, if, no, it's You can't not. be out here talking recklessly to people and then get mad when something happens. Cause he reaction. Doing, he was doing a job. Let, let's just, let's, let's stay where it was, okay? It was the Oscars. He's doing his job. He's doing monologues. He's doing jokes. Chris Rock, we're, familiar, we're all familiar with his work. So 
If you're to, you, you can talk about other people in other offices on Twitter and IG. I'm talking about Chris Rock, professional comedian, making jokes. And so there are certain jokes he's got to, he's just got to, you know, tread lightly because he might get smacked. It, 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 am I clear on Vinny, that? Is that is that what you're Vinny, saying? Vinny, you got that look like that. My name Paul. That's between y'all, <laughs> or my name Ben, and I ain't in it. Or you want to say something? I can't determine what the look is, Vinny. <laughs> I, I, you know what's funny? I, I've never watched the show Insecure, but but because really? wait, but but because of every day on Monday morning, I feel like I know exactly what happened on Sunday night because oh. everybody starts projecting their feelings onto a TV mm. show. That's the same mm-hmm. thing that happened last night. It turns into a projection of Chris Rock, a projection of Jada Pinkett Smith, a projection of Will Smith. I'm not necessarily going there. When Will Smith says, keep my name, my wife's name out your mouth, that almost gives me the, 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 the feeling, guys, that maybe they've had this conversation before, that maybe Chris Rock's joke at the Oscars from 2016 was something that Will did not necessarily care for, and maybe he sent word to a... Hey man, this ain't here. This ain't this ain't what we're here for. Because when you're front seat at the Oscars and Chris Rock comes on stage, ain't that kind of showtime at the Apollo? Isn't that kind of where the jokes wind up flying? Whether he's there as a host or a presenter, that's usually what he's there for. And if Will has the thought in his mind, hey, you're making fun of my wife because you know she has this, compared to maybe the ambiguity of it. Then I think that yeah, adds yeah, a little bit of doubt too. Yeah, if Chris Rock didn't know, but they will think that Will felt embarrassed. Will felt yeah. like y'all taking everybody's taking off on my wife and my family. Y'all taking off on it because the initial response was Will was smiling and laughing. Now maybe that was a nervous thing. Yeah, maybe yeah. that was something that he was used to, and he had to grin and bear it in the moment. And then he looked over. Or maybe he looked at his wife. Yeah, like I got to go looked- home with her. The only the only thing I would I would. Uh, take issue with Karn is, you know, I don't I can't blame Chris Rock for not fighting back only because he was in complete and utter shock. So to expect mm-hmm. him to all of us like like will snapped to expect Chris Rock to all of a sudden get out of host mode right. or presenter mode and then snap and retaliate and start throwing hands. That's expecting a lot. You know, um, his emotions, his emotions weren't there. Like if if he knew he was going yeah. across the line, he was in and he knew shock. he was doing something real and sensitive. He would have been in defense mode before Will got there, and therefore ready right, right. to strike back appropriately with ambitions as a rider, yeah. or bomb first, or whatever it was. And that clearly <laughs> wasn't the case. I tell y'all this much: uh, Brooklyn stand up has taken some L's over the past couple of days because because Rockets from Brooklyn, Kyrie is playing in Brooklyn <laughs> and played last night and used the word enslaved after the game, and also went like six for twenty six. Brooklyn been taking some L's. <laughs> Oh, I do. Man. I well, do. The, the one thing about this that that you guys started earlier, you said, Vinny, to, to throw this in right quick, is that like what I was trying to just say to you, explain how it was that like in this Twitter social media world, especially in our business, um, yeah. and the things people write and comment about or say on TV, and then you like you got to show up in the locker room sometimes. Uh, and if we, we, we old school. Listen, yeah, the four of we, us are old school. Yeah, but like if we pay attention, we know the people who say a lot of things publicly, but don't show up where those people be. And they do that no, no. for a reason. Uh, and there's always been a certain respect in this industry that if you are a tough critic or say things, that from the old school, you show up. So if there needs to be a disagreement, a little furniture movement, or we need to have an uncomfortable man to man, we have that so that there is some line of respect there. 
And that's what I was pointing to was that sometimes it goes a little too far left in these situations. I've always advocated for more people to get slapped so more people can have the fear of getting slapped. So maybe they won't talk so damn stupid. Yes. It's not lost on me that the story of the Harlem Cultural Festival should have been something that my beautiful mother, my dad, should have taken me to when I was five years old. And I'm, this is such a stunning moment for me right now. Um, but this is not about me. This is about marginalized people in Harlem that needed to heal from pain and just know that in 2022 you know this is not just a 1969 story about marginalized people in Harlem this is a story of 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 I'm sorry I'm just overwhelmed right now um I mean, anybody that knows the two of us knows how much Questlove means to us. Yeah, um, man. Unfortunate, and, and we perpetuated it today. So much of the talk and so much of the, the Oscars was about Will Smith and Chris Rock, but there were so many other amazing stories, accomplishments. Shout out, um, you know, Steph Curry and Shaquille O'Neal are Oscar winners for their participation in That's the, right. this documentary short, The Queen of Basketball. But just on Summer of Soul, I mean, Questlove and the Roots music have meant so much to us. He's such a brilliant, humble, thoughtful, I mean, whatever word, genius, and he's just so deserving yeah. of this moment in the sun. Michael, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and this is a guy, what I love about him is how much he is into what he does. This is someone who just loves music, loves hip-hop music, obviously, but loves all music, and this, this project is like, uh, it, he's a perfect person for it. Uh, it's a labor of love, and he was the one. He's the one who needed to do it. And, I, and you know, also like this, Mike, we talk about the roots. We all, often talk about thought as a top five MC mm -hmm. or the number one MC. Mm -hmm. It's just mm -hmm. proof that within this group, you can have two. You can have two titans within the same group yeah. that don't shove each other out of the way. Their brilliance comes through yeah. within the group and individually as yeah. well. Really happy. Really kinda happy like, for kinda him. Like, kind of like us. Hey, Michael, it's safe to say this show slapped. <laughs> Ain't that what the kids oh, say? This too soon. slapped. Too soon. <laughs> Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz & Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.